Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Adam. This is your weekly reminder that your childhood sucks. Your the music you loved when you were a kid is awful. It doesn't hold up, ourselves included. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, but, uh, we're here to remind you all that you know we're here in the new year. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's time for new beginnings, new resolutions. Let the past die. Kylo Ren was exactly. right. <laughs> so we're here to make fun of our friends' music and ourselves as well. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Adam. It's good to see you, my buddy. Am I here again? I'm ready to make fun of myself. This is this is going to be a tough one because I mean I, I was really really happy that the guys, you know, went deep with uh, you know, some stuff that was almost embarrassing to say you enjoyed <laughs> back in the day. So I felt yeah. like I. I had to take that leap. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to talk about something myself that I don't think Mike Ooh. and I ever really talked about. You know, I'm excited. But, yeah, you but were, you're going to hear we, it, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to be like, okay, I totally see how this shaped the things you enjoy in music. But you know, we were okay, all awesome. nine, nine, ten. Some of us, seventeen. Yeah. You know, when we when we discovered <laughs> that music gives us the tingly tinglies, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it just you didn't know what else was out there. Sometimes it stands up and and sometimes it doesn't. And uh yeah, can't absolutely. wait to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we uh we hung out a little bit yesterday before, you know, your your wife and your eldest. Like we went out to celebrate like a late birthday present for my wife this week this weekend. And yeah, you were telling me like you hadn't shared this Six with months. me before. So I'm super excited about this. I know. I'm nervous, but there's a lot of story behind this. So Oh, perfect. Yeah. And yeah, now, you know, having a child who's also 10, who's now discovering similar types of music, just kind of reintroduced a lot of old 10 year old memories for me that I was like, maybe, maybe it's time to share this. I mean, I I talked about like Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, but -hmm. they never like gave me the tingles the way that this particular. uh, Yeah. Would would you say when those songs, I mean, when they were popular, that was just kind of like fun stuff to listen to in the background. It wasn't something that like really propelled you to want to check out more music. Right. This one made me like dive deep into like the little bits of abilities to dive deep for, for the the early nineties. You couldn't go, you know, Googling things. So, (laughs) but I will, I will explain it all after our friends get their moment and Mike, I mean, yeah. yours, is, yours is so predictable. Come on. Come yeah, on. it really is. And I really like, like you, like, you know, when our, when our friends brought this to our attention, and I'll explain what we're doing in a bit, folks. But uh, like, uh, I, I wanted to like, see if I could get, like, see if I could like dig a little deeper than the pick that I ended up choosing. And like, I, I thought about it really hard and I, I couldn't, like, it really was this music video, this music video in particular, not just the song. Cause I think I had heard clips of the song um i'll get to the full story in a bit but then when i saw the music video on mtv i was just mm. scrolling past and in my household we weren't really allowed to watch mtv because i have like boomer parents who were very susceptible to mm. fear-mongering so you gotta be careful they did told they told us we weren't really allowed to watch it um but I, I was just scrolling when i got home from school once and that music video came on and i don't want to use the word corrupted but it corrupted <laughs> me <laughs> I think it might have. Oh um, man, yeah. So and you were. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. We, 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 I don't know yeah. where we should start. Should we start with you, or should we start with people who actually matter? Is the real question. 
people who actually matter. So what are we talking about today, folks? Today, uh, I guess this past week, all, over on our Discord, uh, which we'd love to have you guys along. It's linked below. Uh, you know, it looks like a few people just kind of join in and like read the conversations and like don't really interact. That's perfectly fine. Uh, but uh, if you want to join in in the conversation in between episodes, just hang out with us and our awesome listeners for a bit. It's linked below uh, and we'd love to have you there. But uh, this past week, um, you know, uh, kind of out of nowhere I, I guess you know people just kind of sharing songs they were just feeling nostalgic or whatever we had they were the, talking we had about com- they, were, they, were, they were discussing attack attack don't forget that yes mike yeah, and i were, so it, were outside of this conversation but other people on discord were talking about it and we were we were lurkers at that point yeah we were lurking and uh <laughs> and uh but uh yeah just attack attack kind of was brought out of nowhere one of our listeners was into attack attack and the conversation just kind of rolled from there about how you know at, at you know music that we listened to in our formative years that kind of really defined our music taste and we've you know we've touched upon this 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 subject like here and there from the past but uh you know our listeners chimed in and uh what one of our listeners dave he came up with that idea uh that we that the listeners submit one song preferably with a music video from an era that is long gone such as like stick stick lee from attack attack right and then uh we will watch and review the banger he used the word banger Mm. We'll be the judges of that <laughs> on the next recording, and then uh, and then, you know extra points if you share a picture of uh, right. who you were, what you looked like <laughs> back in the day. So a couple, we have three picks from our listeners. Two of them submitted pictures. Uh, yes, and I, guess, I wish you know, you I, had, I, I wish I had a picture from this era for me. I just like I, okay. if, if there was one, it's been long since discarded in the trash because it was like in a in a photo album, you know, sure. it wasn't just save, saved on a on a phone, unfortunately. But um <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Mike 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 might have uh, a picture yeah, of yeah. that era. But but from he's already shared of, it. <laughs> well I've shared like king emo mike like mike at his maximum yes. strength. <laughs> so but, but I don't but think early... I've shared pictures of me of like at age I want to say 13 when 13. when this song came out so mm, i'm gonna i'm gonna yes. look through the archives and then i'm gonna uh I'll, again maybe this is another incentive for people if you're interested in discord i'll share it with discord uh after this episode has come out on, on monday so uh yeah so that, that'll be some a fun thing but uh yeah we're here to judge the music videos adam you and i have not seen the music videos uh in uh, th- that were submitted right like right. but you you're familiar with one of the songs right uh yes but only because of vh1 pop-up video that i (laughs) pop-up video so yeah that was that that, that, uh was a song i was not expecting to show up in this list one bit i know there it is (laughs) so i I know i mean we like you know attack the the names attack attack stick stickly you know they were getting thrown out so i was expecting everyone to submit like their emo bangers right i was expecting Mm -hmm. like Ohio is for lovers and stick stickly and like Ali Sana or something like that. Right. <laughs> but that one song, I'm like, some paternal again. Like, yeah, we get it. Some paternal is so great. So <laughs> <laughs> none of us have heard or seen that video before. But man, yeah, we went exactly, deep, right? I think everybody went deep with with these ones. So it's okay. they did, and I'm super excited about this. But I think you know, mine is like the 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 basic one of because I'm a basic kind of kind of guy, I guess. Um, but uh, dude, shall we get started a little bit? I th- think so um yeah but do, do we have we have five songs well do, do, do story the, do the ones... wise right yeah so story wise we don't really have too much to go on it so i think 
going in as blind as possible is pr- kind of kind of like the idea but i like the idea that they've also like two of them have also submitted pictures of themselves so we're going to get over to the first pick here adam this is from the band this romantic tragedy the song is called the worst part of waking up is fold your senior cup this was submitted <laughs> the worst, by dave the worst part is waking up oh that's, what I got. that's pretty good <laughs> sorry <laughs> um so this, this is from a longtime friend of the show dave let's, let's take a look <clears> at this <throat> picture really quick really quick adam this is this is baby dave and he mm. is I'm, i i don't want to throw around the word adorable but my god he's adorable <laughs> he is, i mean I, he looked exactly like me. i had this almost exact outfit when um uh when, when i was of my emo formative days you know this is an audio uh this is an audio medium but like imagine 2008 the hair just cresting over the eyes you know flat ironed <laughs> he's got that sideways beanie with the brim on with a hoodie over it this guy lives in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's always, I, I mean, it, it, I can't find the picture on here. Oh, if you look on, on our, um, on our stream, I have it shared right now. Oh, thank you for violating the stream. <laughs> oh my God. Look at that boy. He so, I mean, we, we know what he looks like now. And, um, once yeah. again, Dave, Dave is not one to, to show teeth in pictures like we've seen many pictures of him you know with his kids from his wedding you know like we we, we've we've been there with dave for most of his informative adult years but this was 2008 dave so this is like 16 ish i don't know what his age is but this must be like yeah like high school 16 (laughs) to 18 something like that so Uh, yes oh my god (laughs) he's got the bangs and i've never seen dave with like like usually he's got like a buzz cut, right? <laughs> oh, he's got like shorter hair. Is it just yeah. shorter hair? Okay. He's mo- he's a motocross superstar these days, so I don't think long right. hair would, uh, you know, suit him well while riding a bike. So but, this uh, hat, this hat that's like a beanie, but it has a bill on it, turned yeah. sideways. Like that oh is God. that is my favorite piece of mid two thousands paraphernalia <laughs> because I never, I always thought they were so cool, even when though Did I was, you ever have one. I was in my late twenties. I didn't know where to buy them. I mean, maybe you okay. had to go to the to the to the to the snowboard shop, and they had them all there. But like, I mean, that is like the coolest looking hat to have your bangs hanging out of, and then on the side, it's not sideburns, but like the hair is longer <laughs> where it looks like sideburns. That was the best part of the emo haircut. The fucking like, yeah, exaggerated sideburns. That that's just your hair. Mm. I and of course I did that. I am you know wow. again introducing myself to listeners who may not know i'm king emo uh i was the king of all of emos uh, back in the day they all served me dave included (laughs) but uh but to answer your question with that hat i got mine at PacSun, um Mm. which is the most emos of of, of all stores but uh right i don't think i still have mine they, they might not have those in ohio because it's far away from the pacific sun yeah the pacific sun is nowhere to be seen in ohio <laughs> so that is, i mean he's got a very austin carlisle look about him in this photo yeah. right like this is his audition photo to replace austin carlisle i think <laughs> yep in, in attack aren't attack they, after they yeah, kicked him out aren't they from this area right i think so i think yeah. so so yeah. he's got he's got that going on you know the, the sideways beanie with a bill you know because yeah mm-hmm. keep the sun out of your eyes while keeping yeah. your head warm <laughs> very, very important. important very small bill 
and he's got the black hoodie with with the hood up over oh the my beanie. god double protection to protect this helmet <laughs> hair that you have you know it's a and, it's adorable and the undershirt the undershirt is showing like it, the, the hoodie's not zipped up all the way it's only no. zipped down to the middle of the of the breast you yeah know, so you have to it, show off to the local emo honeys like what right band you're currently rocking and <laughs> i can't we can't see the the, the picture of the shirt but it, right. it looks like one of those like really bright kind of like raw the, the only way I can describe it is like one of those like raw like dinosaur type shirts. It's oh. likely like Attack Attack. It's likely the Devil Wears Prada, something beautiful. like that. They were really big into those shirts back in like 2008 times. It's just beautiful. And I mean, like if Dave had had cleavage, this is like him showing it. So it's like the opposite oh, yeah. with the guy where it's like, oh, you want to see what I'm about? Here you go. Just a, just just <laughs> this a, was guy just a cleavage in the emo days. <laughs> Just a peek of what oh kind god. of music I'm into, girl. You know, you want to know no what nice I'm about. Men fan. Oh my god! <laughs> but this is a guy that I want to like, like get to know. I want to know what's going on underneath the surface with this guy because this guy's seen some shit in his 15 to 16 years. Yeah, you know? I I definitely agree. So you can only imagine the song that he submitted for us. Again, I I'm not familiar mm. with this band. Mm. I don't believe I've even heard of this band before. Again, that's this romantic right. tragedy. Me either. Um, so I haven't seen the music video. I haven't heard the song. We're just going to listen to it live. We never do this, um, by the way. I, 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 I don't really watch this kind of stuff on YouTube or anywhere else. So, you know, so it's, 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 go ahead. I, I just clicked on the link for to, to watch it. I'm two seconds in right now. And mm -hmm. just I paused it. And just like yeah. this visual right here is, is, <laughs> is incredible. Like, I don't, I, there's so much to be said. You know, just two yeah, seconds. Just on the video. screenshot. Yeah, let me let me go right there too because like I accidentally did it too. So, <laughs> well, it's yeah. So we got like emo boys mm -hmm. just standing, lead singer, you know, mid hop. Mid mid hop. We got two guys with V necks, one mm -hmm. with a vest on, one yep. the, the other uh I think guitar player just has a flannel with the sleeves rolled up. So he's looking mm -hmm. good. The the drummer is is just like Rocking like a, a baseball, baseball t-shirt from the seventies, um, and the other guitar player on the left. I mean, that I think that's Dave right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is this is a music video featuring Motocross Superstar Dave. Yeah, yes. So yeah, should we just and, so should we just yeah. play? Because I'm not familiar with this. This is my first time ever experiencing this as well. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. In three, two, one. This romantic Boom. tragedy. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the fucking windmill fucking <laughs> guitar. Oh my God. So like every band sounded like this back in the day, you know, to varying it's... degrees of, you know, success. Man, I mean, like it's it's the high pitched vocals underneath the high pitched growling vocals. Yeah. And I can't understand what the fuck is going on. There's two singers singing at the same time right now. Wow. I mean, they're like singing two different songs <laughs> going on. <laughs> and I love the running in place, dude. It's like, they're like, you want to dance, but like, you're too cool. Man, this was from 14 years ago. So at least the video was posted in 2010. Yeah. So this video was posted June 26, 2009. Who knows when okay. the song came out? I know. I mean, what's it, your opinion it... on the crab walk? I mean, Attack Attack made it famous, so if you were gonna look like this in 2009, yeah. you were gonna be crabbing. You got a crab. 
what our 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 friend and one of our guitarists in our band, uh, uh, Joe, like he he brought the crab walk into our post hardcore <laughs> band, so it was kind of like so much flinging of the guitar around the back, man. I know. <laughs> Who popularized that? I wonder. That was Fallout Boy. That was the first time I saw it. Was them in two thousand fucking three. Good point. Yeah, I I can't think of I can't think of anything prior to that. I mean, all these guys are bald by now. That's the sad part. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're rocking the fucking like the fade with the full man in his late thirties, early forties beard. That's very possible. It's funny that like all the all guys of this era had a bunch of fucking matted hair. And now today, mm. they just move the hair down to the beard. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm just trying to work on it, but my Asian genes are just getting in the way. Now, musically, I feel like I've heard this song about seventy-five thousand times. Yes, absolutely. Right? I can't distinguish this from any of from like this. Sounds like Ale Sana. This sounds like you know a little bit of of Mice and Men. This sounds like certain Attack Attack songs. It's got that synth in the back. You know, yeah. the, the, the attack, really, attack synth. Really cool moment in the music video where the synth player removed the synth from the stand and then slammed it back onto the stand. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just epic right there. But dude, if I was 16 and this is like my introduction to emo, fuck. Like this, I, I, I completely understand where Dave is Now they're both from. doing clean vocals. Whoa. Wait a minute. Mike, did you just notice that? Well, they were doing that at the beginning, and it was throwing me off, and it was freaking me out a little bit. Did they just bring in a new lead singer for this part of the song? Well, that was the singer. Oh, that was the screamer. Now he's doing singing. He's a, he's a double threat. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I could have swore it was a completely different person. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of bouncy to this. I know. They're doing a lot of left to right. They're doing a lot of running mm-hmm. in place. They're, you know, when nobody, they're not crabbing, they're running. Nobody did any running in place from what I remember. Like, this might be... The most yeah, is this, is this where running in place uh, first first was introduced? Because <laughs> this band seems like a copycat type of band, so I wonder right. like, if, if they've done anything original. I can't really find too much about this band. Yeah, do you see if they have like any music post two thousand eight? Man, oh man, There's dude, no when, when, when guitarists flipped the guitar around their shoulder. That was the coolest one. And today, like, that's still fucking cool. That's a good move. Adam, I can hear the song through your speakers. Can you please turn it down? I was really, really excited by it. Jump to, yeah, cut to black. Cut to hard black at the end. Boom. We are the coolest fucking 19-year-olds in the whole state. It might be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't find too much about. I'd have to like really deep di- dive deep into some random things, but um, I don't know. Reddit says <laughs> just what happened to the band. Tr- this tragic rom- romantic tragedy. What were they called? <laughs> yeah, this romantic tragedy. Right, unannounced hiatus seven years ago. That's 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 when the Reddit post was seven years ago. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Sean Newman found a good paying job at a hospital while Chad, David, <laughs> and the other guitar player work at a bar and produce more EDM ish things. Chad also has a project called Nations. So, you know, maybe, maybe that Nations is good. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Right. But that was all from seven years ago, and there hasn't been too much other than that. So, you know, 
I, and I wonder what like the re- the response to this was. Like, I can imagine the, the Daves, uh, you know, the, the the teenagers of the uh, of the scene um, were probably all about this mm-hmm. at the time. I um, bet, but nobody else really was. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, if if Dave is submitting this to be like, this was my introduction into the emo scene, right? Mm-hmm. I completely understand because, especially because, I guess maybe looking in hindsight, this band was very. This band seems very much like a band that just kind of copied their peers. You know, they brought in the they're bringing the crab walk, they're bringing the flipping guitars over your shoulder, they're doing the windmill guitar, they're they're doing the running in place, they're doing the synth over this over the shrill screaming. You know, like right. th- this is the greatest hits of emo and emo kind of was at its peak in 2008, I would say, you know. So I guess that leads us to this question now. Adam, does Dave's childhood hold up? I'm going to I'm going to have to say visually um, it all holds up because I, I love these looks. <laughs> but um, musically, <laughs> I say I say we moved on. <laughs> We've moved on. <laughs> yeah i mean like this was especially if this was 2008 2009 like this this was very much the uh um the, the peak of the sound like it did mm-hmm. it, it kind of all slowly went downhill from there um and, and it really was like because everybody just started copying each other like the, the you could probably say that attack attack and of mice and men and ali sauna were the i guess the the pioneers of the screamo emo sound and everybody just right. kind of followed suit. Um, but uh, when, when is the next... Who's the next generation that's going to bring this look back, though? Is it, like, Ooh. your daughter's generation? Like, when she's, like, a fashionable teen, a young person? Like, is she going to get the flat iron out and, you know, and get the bangs over the eyes and the and the brightly no. colored, my, like, raw shirts, you know? Mine's too busy bringing back uh, the Carrie Strug look from the mid-90s. Um so I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> she still has time to grow it out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just go back to the 1996 Olympics with the with the young lady who did a pole vault or whatever it was and broke her leg. That's my daughter's haircut right now. Looks she looks great. Yeah. <laughs> she looks well, because your daughter has so much experience in gymnastics too. Like she could probably grab walk like mother. <laughs> you know? Exactly. If she wanted so, to get no, a guitar this is... and just like crab walk across your living room, she could do it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I feel like Zoe is single-handedly bringing this back, but I don't think anyone's coming along for the ride. Yeah, because like, like, like we we, my, we my saw daughter her, is like her... really bringing back like early two thousands emo, like around the time like MyChem was getting popular, Fallout Boy, right. like the, like that, that kind of nobody look. nobody else who looked like that at the time ended up um, having children because they're all still virgins. You were the only lucky one. And so, like, she yeah. can look back at old pictures of you and be like, "Oh, my dad was so cool. I should look like this." But everybody else is like, "Like, they, they can't do that because they can't look back on yeah. their parents dressed like this because because they just never never procreated." <laughs> Thank God. It's a great God. if, if you're ever worried about like yeah, this is an advice <laughs> to parents out there. If you're ever worried about your children's chastity, just like introduce them to the emo culture and then just you know make them dress that way, <laughs> and they'll just be virgins right. their entire life, <laughs> except <laughs> myself Dave. included. Dave is single-handedly procreating for them all. <laughs> yeah, what is the exact opposite of virgin? Like, is he single-handedly like 
creating an army of little emos? <laughs> I thought it was slut, but I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> Single hand. Like I said, you well, look at that picture so from 2008 and people are just like, I want to know this guy. I want to like be inside this guy's brain. And maybe if more comes inside, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like you're just right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if, if, Dave, if I knew or if I lived around Dave uh, around the time, like I, that I dress like this, like I would, I would have wanted to be his friend. Like, in the, okay. in the area that I lived in, there wasn't a lot of, like, emos, I guess. Because I was even in high school when it started. Um, or when I started dressing like that. None of, none of the kids in my high school, like, dressed like that in, 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 any, in any large capacity. Or at least they didn't do it at school. So, like, I didn't have emo friends. I was always known as, like, the emo guy at, at school. So, like, I would have loved to, like, be Dave's friend. You were emo Mike likes emo music. Yes. Sure. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> Thanks so much, uh, Dave, for submitting that pick. Uh, but the official, uh, the official word is that no, your 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 childhood does not hold up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, now it's time to bring Daniel into this fire because we we have a pick, and I love. We this do. Pick. Yes, we have a pick. So we're gonna do we're gonna do Daniel's uh, we're gonna do Daniel's submission here. So I'm gonna bring up his picture first here, Adam. Uh, where is oh there you are daniel oh my gosh adorable this is what daniel has to say before we get to his song all right mike since dave is determined to have us embarrass ourselves here is arguably mm. the song that got me into the scene at age 13 13 uh, if i hadn't heard this song i would have never made an iheart radio station for it and never would have discovered scene music the scene music that i love here is babyface daniel for your amusement now i know i haven't shared this with you yet Adam, have you ever <laughs> seen this picture of our good friend Daniel? I mean, he looks exactly like my friend Jake from when yeah. I was in elementary school. Like that's it. That's that's exactly what he looked like. He was just mm -hmm. a, just just a little skinny, nerdy looking guy with. Well, he didn't have glasses, but like the same exact haircut and everything. Mm -hmm. And and he and and Jake was also listening to like cool music in the early nineties mm -hmm. and kind of like introduced me to a couple things. But this does not look like a kid who is who is like scene ready at all. What but is his shirt here? What is his shirt so, here? I can't. So you got to keep in mind, Daniel grew up in a very conservative uh, household. So he's wearing sure. a very cool, oh. like Christian shirt that says like, the <laughs> Lord is my shepherd. And it's a fucking oh, like that's what it badass is. <laughs> cross with like angel wings, like a very affliction style yes. shirt. Yes. Right. But he's got the pieces in place to be an emo boy. So he's got a mm -hmm. bit of a bowl cut going on here. You could right. just grow that out, dude. Grow that out into emo bangs, like in just a few short weeks. I'm sure know? he he put the hoodie up over a beanie oh, hell yeah. many times because yeah. you could still do that even if you were growing up Christian. It wasn't considered uh, blasphemous to do that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm, mom and dad. I'm just keeping my ears cold. This has nothing to do with the devil. With the devil, you know. <laughs> and then if he if he if he did the same thing that Dave was doing in his picture, you know, unzipping a little bit, showing his "The Lord is my shepherd" badass <laughs> affliction shirt, like, right. hey, you're good. You you, don't, you you just walk right into church. Right. No one will know that you're listening to the devil mm -hmm. music. You know. But because if you just zip the zip the hoodie down to to, to cleavage level, then you're only yep. seeing like that middle part where you're just seeing like the E P H. And it's yeah. just like, oh my god, what band is this? This looks so what could it be? Dope. I need to get to know this guy badly. I wonder. I need. I need to listen podcast. to Shepherd. What a cool <laughs> fucking band name that is. Exactly. So I can't imagine this kid listening to 
the song that we are about to listen to, even though I've not heard the song yet. <laughs> but I think I, I might have heard this song before. This is the song uh, Been to Hell by the band Hollywood Undead. Uh, so he's, you know, Daniel has shared, it's no secret that like, at least in our friend friends group, that Daniel is was a big fan of this. He, he kind of is now just for like nostalgic purposes. So he shared like music videos from Hollywood Undead. So I don't know if this is the one I've seen before, um, but it, might be i guess i'll i guess i'll find out in a in a few short seconds here but uh uh man what, Adam, what, what is you do we know what year this was from um i'm hovering over it this this music video 21 million views by the way Whew. uploaded on march 10th 2011 okay there, it's the opening track on their second album the day of the dead american tragedy yeah what is your um what is your knowledge base or a, a relationship to the band Hollywood Undead? I think I might have seen a video around this time. What do you know of the band? What what, what genre of music do you think they are? I think they're hippity hops, but I'm not. Okay. I have I just know they have their masks, but is it? It's not in a sleep token sort of way. <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> um, uh, but the, you you are close. Yeah, Hi hippity hops is a related genre. But they said here on their musical influences, we got Tom Petty, John Fogarty, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. So I don't know what's up with that. But also, what? you know, on their Wikipedia NW page, it says that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Along with NWA, Wu Tang Clan, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> okay. So wow, it's, what a what a pull. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but yeah, we got J Dog, we got Funny Man, we got Charlie Scene. I mean, and we got former members Shady Jeff. <laughs> Shady <Jeff. laughs> and we got current touring musician the cat on drums so i mean this band is is all over the place <laughs> so i want us to keep in mind this adorable kid this adorable yes. young christian kid wearing 90, his very cool 90, the lord is my pounds. shepherd 93, 93 pound age 15. he looks what five <laughs> foot three maybe in this picture you know wearing his cool the lord is my shepherd affliction shirt listening right. to this music you ready, ready to go to start it? i'm ready all right here we go in three two one i think i've seen this music video it's a lot of like shots of downtown la it sounds like pod doesn't it yeah it's exactly pod wow this is pretty tame. I was expecting it to be a little bit more uh, vulgar. That's pretty. Oh my god, I had like so many crushes on, like passing crushes on girls that looked exactly like that girl. It was the video scene. Wow. How do you, how do you sing with a bandana on? <laughs> and and sunglasses i know you know in the early days of the pandemic like i did the bandana thing as like a gator i guess <laughs> and Sorry. it was hard to like talk through that like, i don't know how this guy i don't know, I don't know how this guy is singing if he's doing that like, live this isn't like slipknot masks this is just like masks you bought at the 99 cent store yeah these look like a uh, video like spirit hollywood masks mm -hmm. not even that cool oh uh, 
what's gonna happen. She's oh my god, is this girl like auditioning to be a porn star? I mean, that's what you do in LA. Oh, that's all. Oh, I mean, that's... I've seen this. Now she's now she's getting her picture taken. Oh, now she, oh come on, baby. Take your, oh my god, now she's oh, naked and this shit. fucking sleaze bag is like, yeah. Did you know that ho- people in Hollywood did this, Mike? I, I don't know that it. young, attractive women get exploited in Hollywood. Oh the movie God. La La Land told me that Hollywood is the most magical place in the world. Oh my God. I'm, I'm invested in the storyline. I wonder what's, what's this I know. Story. Oh, there's How also the a band, band looking for a guitar player. Vulnerable women. There's also a band looking for a guitar player in this video. And the girls are so all over one of these exploited women going to end up being the guitar player? Or is That'd the band nice. gonna save them somehow? Oh, now it's a Motley Crue video. Right oh the strip boy! Club. Yikes. <clears throat> okay, now I'm imagining this... young okay. Christian, 13 year old boy mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. this music video. <clears throat> it is the sexiest fucking thing. He's ever I mean, seen, right? If you're 13 and you see this, you're probably thinking it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, because like there's a storyline, got... dude. There's like pot babes. And like babes, and, and I'm imagining the band is going to save these babes somehow. Um, I think the band is just is, is existing in another mortal coil away from these. I know because they're showing people. up in reflections. <laughs> oh, now she's oh, getting the emo. acting is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> she's got really dark eyeliner on. Oh, oh my shit. god. That was a long black line over that schlong. <laughs> oh oh no. man. Now she's wearing a Hollywood Undead mask in a porno video. She is one of the band members now. Oh no, don't do it. Oh, is that the oh. end? Oh my god, Wait. cliffhanger. There's so oh much more. Oh my god. <laughs> Where is part two? <laughs> we have to continue watching Hollywood Undead music videos to get the full story. Wow. <laughs> Daniel, oh my god. <laughs> um, what year was that again? 2011? 2011. <laughs> yeah. And Daniel, he was born in like 2006, right? He's very young. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To the, no, he was born in 97. So he was uh, 13, 14 when this came out. 97. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think if I ever like had a video that, that brought on something like that and i can't imagine but i would imagine you're growing up in the deep south you know nothing of hollywood like you've never you yeah. didn't go there on like you know day day trips with your parents and yeah. then go back home and be like what the fuck's up with the city um the That's rest of the world point. yeah i i wonder if this painted his like I- I- image or imagination of hollywood the city you know right right um so and, and so it's just like wow what else is out there i'm sure like that's exactly what he was thinking like there's a whole world for me to discover and this video is my conduit <laughs> for that <laughs> hollywood undead and you know the i i've i, I want to say i've heard hollywood undead songs and they can get pretty vulgar right this seemed pretty mm. tame by at least my recollections uh point of view and uh I want to say, like, if this was his, like, introduction to the scene, I think that's, like, it's a pretty, it, it's pretty good. I, I think it's a pretty good, like, jumping off point because, you know, it's got the singing, it's got the screaming, it's got right. hard rock, it's got, like, naughty vibes, you know? And he's, like, at I, that perfect age where he, like, he wants to explore the naughty vibes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Naughty vibes. <laughs> I, I guess so. And I'm sure he had to like hide this from his parents. He was just like, what are you watching there, Daniel? Oh, just another oh, a sermon. shepherd video. <laughs> <laughs> a sermon. Just all my sermons. Yep. All my sermons. So, man. And, and I can just imagine how it, how it evolved from there. Oh, yeah. Because so, remember, he said in his message here that like, because of this song, he created an iHeart radio station and right. more scene music was like trickling in because of that. Man, I didn't even think that that could be possible. If only we, Mike had had that for his song at the time, but we'll get there. I, for bit. the most part, I, I <clears throat> went in blind for so many bands because mm -hmm. I, I had, I mean, I had like, I, I eventually I subscribed to Alternative Press Magazine, which was very helpful, but otherwise I would go to Best Buy on Tuesdays, which we, which used to be music release days. And I was just kind of like, pick what, what was cool. Yeah. And I listened to whatever the radio told me was cool. Yep. <laughs> and then which is the seven, coolest thing to do. Seven minutes of commercials and then another song would come on. And, yep. But I've told that story. So I'm glad that the algorithms helped, you know, to branch off. <laughs> and nowadays, algorithms are really cool. They're so cool. They're the sexiest thing ever. So that all right, Mike, I think. Us, well, that brings I, us to the question here. Does Daniel's childhood hold up? Uh, who's no. talking well, first of all for the band who's talking about hollywood undead i don't know they've released like six or seven albums since, since then. then yeah are they still does it look does it look like they're still around i think so because they had two albums in 2020 and then they had one in 2022 and i'm sure daniel told us how glowingly wonderful they were because they were all yeah. those, you know top one and two top five lists. Yeah, I I do recall him saying that he was checking them out for like nostalgic reasons. Right. right? <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. And you know, if you think about music, you know, modern rock and modern scene music nowadays, they're all incorporating hip hop. They're all incorporating like some sort of gimmick, you know. So in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. even if we're not big fans of like this particular form of I'm gonna say it, butt rock, butt rock with a bit of <laughs> with a bit of like hip hop flavor, like Hey, they were kind of pioneers, I guess you could say. They sounded exactly like P.O.D. And if you were too young to listen to P.O.D. in 2001, or in my case, 1999's OzFest, then you were going to be mm -hmm. drawn to this band. It's just, yeah. just kind of what it was. So, They're like the edgier version of P.O.D. Mm -hmm. Where P.O.D. in their music videos, they were just having like backyard barbecues with La Familia. Like right. these guys are like helping exploited women kill themselves, jump off cliffs i don't, I don't i know i, I, I haven't really following that music video i gotta re-watch re it it's a real real study in in gender inequality <laughs> yes, <it sure is. laughs> gender equality expert Adam, they make it yep. seem so easy to get into the porn industry though it's just all you gotta do is just show up basically and some giant schlonged old man will sit next to you and yeah there you are <laughs> it's all yep. good from there hey You'll need therapy later. Bye. <laughs> or dead, you know, like all of our favorites through the years. By the Yay. time they're 40. <laughs> Piper Perry. Look her up. Oh, no. I remember that name. The very little she, about she, her. Uh, she, yeah, she died. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're bringing this episode down. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's lighten the tone. Let's Daniel, lighten the tone. I childhood kind of holds up. I mean, I women still get exploited. I think that's the only thing that's connected to this video. Yeah, and and modern rock 
it's kind of it's kind of expected now to like incorporate hip hop elements and have some sort of gimmick, mm. right? And that okay. and and your story of like the young Christian kid who's probably he's watching something he probably shouldn't be watching, and then <laughs> again, I'm going to use this word, corrupted him. <laughs> right. I think that's a very relatable story. So Daniel, your your childhood holds up holds up now mike i think if we want to stick with the cringe factor we should stay with you you next and then okay. save Tom's do me? so that we get like more and more ridiculous as as the five go go on here and yours is less ridiculous yeah. than mine and tom's <laughs> <laughs> well mine's a little bit basic so yeah that's that's a good idea let's go to, let's go jump into mine give our friends a little bit of a break for now <laughs> so let's flash let's flash back all the way to what year was this? 2000? 1999? Year 2000. The, the, the music industry was, was, was shaken rocked. to its core, was rocked to its very essence because Linkin Park dared mm. to be the first band to incorporate rock elements and hip-hop elements into one. The first one. band. The first <laughs> band to ever do that. Yeah. And Hollywood and Dead just picked up right where they left off, dude. <laughs> In 2008. But also, lest we forget, Limp Bizkit had already made a name for themselves. And Kid Rock had already named, made a name for themselves and others of the ilk. So You're very right, Adam. Us, Linkin Park was the very first band to ever do this. <laughs> so to some of us who first heard this particular song and saw this particular video and were just like, what is this Backstreet Boy doing in a hard rock video? Um... <laughs> We were a little taken aback by it and not very excited. But yeah. somewhere on the other side of the world was a young, attractive, 14-year-old, half-Filipino, half-Irish boy. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't better use the word. I, I wouldn't use the word attractive. Oh my god, like soon was, to be attractive. <laughs> well, that's very kind of you. But uh, uh like let's 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 play the video and then I'll and then we'll start sharing some stories. Okay. This is the we all know it. We all love it, right Adam? We all love it. Yes. We all yeah, thank loved you. it. We all love it. <laughs> Lincoln Parks, one step closer. Let's go ahead and get started here in three, two, one. So, Oop. music video. Oh my god! Back alley, dude. We got like Vessel from Sleep Token walking down the way, yep. <laughs> and uh, oh my god, there's an Asian man in a hood walking into a thing in a building, and all these and young you know hip twenty somethings following but, him. And, and I guess before I start my story, like, um. As a young Asian man myself, who was never represented as far as like the music I was seeing on, on TV or other music videos, <laughs> what a cool like introduction to like what a cool introduction you know, to the scene for me because like I, I was being seen here. There's two Asians in this band. There is two Asians in this band. There is there the the, the three of them bobbing like that at the beginning of the video. Like, you know, like, I don't know when Sum 41 hit, if it was after or before this, but shortly thereafter. I think. Okay. And so, I mean, they incorporated rhythmic singing, rhythmic yeah. dancing into their playing. And yes. So please tell me more, Mike. Tell me more. What yeah. Did for you? So I guess go, flashback, right? So like, I wasn't really into music as like, as a hobby or like a lifestyle or anything, right? Music was like something cool that I, I I heard on the radio or you know I heard people talk about. And then while I was flipping through the channels, 
This, this showed up on MTV one day, and I see this fucking dingy ass alley with two cool Asians, and they're doing like, there's like fucking monks floating in the edge with like serrated <laughs> weapons, dude. And, and like these cool fucking satanic guys looking, these satanic looking motherfuckers with tattoos and face piercings and colored hair. This was the coolest fucking thing I had ever seen in my short life, dude. It was a little scary. It was like, it was edgy, but like in a fun way. And it had that feeling like <laughs> I shouldn't be watching down. this. Yeah, because like I thought there's, I thought there was like black magic like involved, like mm. because you know he's floating upside down now in the music video. There's like, you know, there's like dingy, there's like fire, or there's like, it just looks like it's hell. Like Spawn's version of hell, <laughs> and there's like hip hop, which I was always told as a young person was like devil's music, and hard rock, which of course is devil's music, and this is combining right. all of these worlds in, in, in one blonde guy four by and three a guy with red ratio, <laughs> yes, and a blonde guy and a guy with red hair, not yeah. neither with their natural hair color. Nope, it's like fire and ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And like these monks, but dude, look which, at you know, look at his look at his face. Look at Chester's face. Yes, and then pause go, it on his face. Go and watch the video for Butterfly by Crazy Town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they look shifty. they look exactly the same. And I really wish Shifty yep. was was much more dead than uh, Lincoln Park ever was. <laughs> Why can't that guy have had the the unfortunate demise with the oh boy that he is? But anyway, I've heard some pretty shifty things about that shifty character. Good um, lord! But yeah, I dude. can imagine. But the, but you had I didn't even realize the whole bright blonde hair, bright red hair factor between them, and they're like arguing Fire with each ice, other. Yeah. yeah, symbolism. So, there was mm -hmm. deeper meaning than what what was being shown to you on, on screen, bro. But I was also like I had grown up obviously with music videos and I could tell the difference between genuinely doing well singing without a microphone and then mm -hmm. doing this, you know, like, so <laughs> I found the answers awesome. And, and so I knew right then that there was a problem, but that was just me because I was in I was what way? Like it sounded like oversynthesized. No, because 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 you can tell when they're acting, when because they needed oh, a microphone, okay. they needed something to sing into. Oh, gotcha. And so when this the shots without a microphone, where he's just, you know, we we've said this, I don't know like, what to do with my hands, right? That whole thing, and then like you know, it's always pointing to the head and doing the swirls, I, I, I you know, like to show that I'm crazy, like yeah, everything's yeah. making me crazy, and I'm shouting it out to you. It's all your fault, girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, or mom and dad, so keep or in mind, it might have been. Stark yeah, the stark difference in our lives at this at this at this juncture in in the world. You're in your twenties. I'm in my early-ish teens, like 13, 14, who was also not allowed to watch this type of stuff. And like exactly. this very similar to Daniel and Hollywood Undead, this fucking changed my life. I didn't realize I music know. could be like blended like this. It could incorporate like satanic elements and like just be this dark and evil, but yet like cool. And like, there was something that really drew me to it that like, I just really mm -hmm. wanted more. 
So yes. then, you know, shortly, like it's a few months later, like they would put out the, the in the end video, which I think was, no, no, crawling was the next one. And it was very yes. similar. It was like mirrors everywhere and they were like still cool. And I think Mike Shinoda still had his red hair. So it felt that like song. dark and like, I shouldn't be watching this. And I think that, I think the girl <laughs> in that video, like, like she like pukes out like black bile or something. And that made it, that made me feel like, oh my God, this is like, she's possessed. You know, I mean, that was like almost every video at the time was a girl puking out black vial. <laughs> but yeah, but at 14, 13, yeah. whatever, <clears throat> that's going to be your jam right there. And like, yeah, I, oh, I get dude, it. Yeah. I get it. I so don't thank it. you to Linkin Park. And like, I'm going to say it here. My childhood held up and I'm the winner. I'm the winner. We don't need to see the other picks. I'm the winner of no. today's you segment. You held up, my <laughs> friend. To me. Good on you. So... Luckily, I mean, and I, I don't want to like talk about anything. I mean, to I'm obviously not a you know big fan <clears throat> of like new metal. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm obviously not a big fan of like new metal like these days. This is very much a, a nostalgic pull, but uh, but uh, like this was the beginning. Like this, this was what made me want to like explore my own dark side. Mm -hmm. If you can, as corny as that sounds, and like I just wanted to listen to more dark music and like i i, I kind of discovered like corn from that uh, and that kind of in in other mm -hmm. such bands that were like hard rock and i had to like hide it from my parents too this is around the time that like cd burners uh were a thing sorry to all of our young people who don't know who what that is uh but the, like i would have friends okay. like copy me um you know blank cds of like the bands that they liked right yeah cd burners were were just just they were awful, but I'm glad we don't have to live in that world anymore, <laughs> but it definitely helped nope. <laughs> helped to spread the word. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, crawling was just a song that would not go away. Um, mm -hmm. let alone every song that came after that for those early years. But yeah, I mean, I was hanging out with a bunch of kids your age, unfortunately, because they were the only ones that thought I was cool. Um, so like they were all trying to, tell me that Linkin Park was cool. And I'm just like, no guys, you don't get it. They're not cool. Um, there's real music. That's cooler. <laughs> listen to me, listen a to man. <laughs> yes. Don't you know, I am out of high school and I know things. Yeah. That meets me automatically cooler than you. I can buy you beer. So you have to like my music. Or <laughs> <laughs> so. just kind of seemed like posers. Cause I could never, I could definitely. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, it was totally a flash in the pan kind of thing. It was just like we already knew that Crazy Town was a flash in the pan. Yeah, we we knew that this was going to be the next one that was just trying to copy that sound. Um, but but they seemed to have they just they just stuck around, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and I wasn't going to go buy the CD to give them a chance at all at the time. Mm -hmm. If I had free access, well, Spotify, yeah, I would listen to it for sure, no doubt. Yeah, if you were on your friend's Spotify family plan, that uh, you, you you definitely yeah, Mike. Them a spinner. Where were you? Where was uh, you? I was, sent me a in, link. I was in the middle of the Pacific Ocean listening to Linkin yeah. Park. I know, and you could have just sent me the link. It's real easy text. God. Oh God, selfish guy. <laughs> tell me, tell me. So about selfish. It. All right. So we're moving. If you want cringe, back we're, in we're time there, a little baby. bit. Yeah. Is, 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 is this song super cringe? I mean. I don't know how to describe what 1986 right. was. I mean, surprisingly, you didn't have this on your 1986 list when we talked about your your songs of life back in the day. 
So we're moving on now to our friend Thomas, uh, who's been a good friend of the show for a few years now. Uh, he submitted this, and the only thing he said, this is mostly for the music video. So fucking 80s. So I imagine, like, you know, from what I know of Tom, like, his parents were, you know, big into music and shared music with him uh, as a young those, person. The Dire Straits, Mark Knopfler things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So this must have been you know, uh, uh, another song and another artist that was just in that rotation. So today we're going to be listening to Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. So just knowing the title <laughs> of the song, I, I don't even, I can't yeah. hear the song in my head, but I it sounds like this might be a song I might be familiar with just through osmosis. Now, Adam, you said you're familiar with this song just through VH1's pop-up video. Correct. So there's some cringe that we can expect here, some 1986 cringe. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because and this this music video was like state of the art. Oh my god, I can't believe they made a video this freaking awesome at the time. I, I think it's all stop motion. I'm, I'm not 100 yeah, so sure. What I'm reading on the description here: so claymation, pixelation, and stop motion animation provided by Ardman Animations. So that right. that sounds interesting to watch. Yeah. Five minutes and 45 seconds of a music video. It's a long it's song. Long. <laughs> and I don't know what your song is, but this might be the longest one of the day. No, mine's mine's shorter. <laughs> so, okay. okay. So let's go ahead and get started then here. And oh, three... wait, mine's, mine's not that much shorter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. But anyway, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel song in three, two, one. <clears throat> I don't know what to expect. We got the big title splash right here. Oh. What is this like synth rock synth pop it's dance music it's funk elements mm. their synthesizer their soul sperm sperm all right <laughs> why is there sperm here <laughs> sperm rock all right all right sperm just, rock i mean this is this like is peter gabriel's fertile sperm soundtrack oh eyeball very uncomfortable close-ups of human skin and eyeballs and sperm and blood vessels that's peter gabriel the art baby oh my god i remember this oh my god i feel like i'm having a fucking stroke (laughs) (laughs) so if this is all practical this is really cool god i'm sorry for the silence folks i am fucking i am fucking blown away by the bizarreness of this music video i mean he was quite the innovator through the day i've never listened to genesis or any of his other albums because i was never going to go down that phil collins route he was from genesis he was the lead singer of genesis before he left for a solo career and phil collins took over oh okay what other Peter Gabriel songs would people be familiar with? I mean, this is the only one I kind of know. Okay. But I'm sure there's been a lot. If somebody was to say, name chorus. me a Peter Gabriel song, <clears throat> that's all I would know. But then everybody's kind of cited him as being one of the most influential artists of the time. <clears throat> because of a one-hit wonder? Well, no, because more of his stuff he did in Genesis being so progressive. Oh, okay. 
And I mean, his album sold like crazy. So everybody seemed to like him at the time. You know, I do like the stitching of the still images. This is pretty cool. If I saw this in 1986, it'd probably be like my favorite music video of all time. Oh, yeah. Now I'm thinking about, now, right now I'm thinking about this song in the uh, perspective of Thomas and what we know to his, <laughs> we know his music tape to be. Yes. And I can, I guess, I guess if you zoom out like far enough, you can kind of see where the, where the, where the points lie, you know? It's surprising that see how like, this would yeah, lead this to like more folk rock, sleep token, the folk rock would sleep lead token, to alternative take me rock, to and the alternative rock. Yeah, sleep token. That's what I was going to. Well, let's see. Oh, he did a, a song in 1982 called Shock the Monkey. And I remember that song, Shock. probably from VH1 as well. F- is that that funky monkey song? That funky monkey. I don't Or is that like, so. not Bloodhound Gang, but the Whiskey <laughs> Boys? I don't know. But I just remember that song kind of. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it's not us. I can see Tom's parents being high into this surprisingly my parents weren't they were never like yeah. prog rock genesis fans so but i think if you this were... seems so accessible though this seems like something like i imagine 1986 like everybody liked this song and everybody liked this type of music yeah i'm pretty sure it was his biggest hit of all of them it went to number four in the uk and of course number one in america mm-hmm. I don't think he had any other number one hits. This was the only one. But this is like, I mean, it's cringe. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it, like, nobody's it really, gonna. It, it nobody's really is, gonna. But I'm very impressed this. with the execution. <laughs> nobody's gonna watch this and be like, "Man, I need to listen to some Peter Gabriel." <laughs> but in 1986, oh, when music videos were only like five years old, yeah, this must have been like, "Holy shit! Can you believe what just happened?" Oh. Was there like a one Is minute the song outro? This, I, I guess so, but there's still another minute in this video. <laughs> oh, we look. I'm I'm, skim, I'm scanning ahead. There's like credits. Oh, there's, there's credits. Like okay, five good. seconds of credits. All right, so the song's over. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what V or MTV was all about. Was like you should put some credits on the end of your video. This is all filmed. of these people. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was a high budget music video, and it was it yeah, really cringe was. as fuck. But <laughs> but the but execution, hey, 70- I'm really impressed at. 70 million views baby <laughs> that's oh pretty God. good and climbing i'm sure how many people besides us are watching this music video just today and that's that's only 11 years ago that it was uploaded onto youtube here it's not, yeah. it says so that's Peter really gabriel's channel man so imagine how yeah. many it would have if it had been around for uh since the 80s man, so I'm, yeah i want to know like Thomas, I have a lot more questions. Like, what what age were you when you were introduced to this to this song? Right, because he's your age. I want to know, like, so yeah, maybe yeah, we were both born in '86, and like, I want to know, like, how did that lead to your rock and roll fandom, and how did that lead to your 
scene fandom like i i need to put the pieces together like you know exactly. red string conspiracy theory board style you know i mean i mean there, we can always just go like this was the conception song you know <laughs> <laughs> and he was uncomfortably told this as a small child and watched that video on repeat including the credits yeah, I mean, had, like 10 can you imagine the existential crisis that you would have had? Like, oh my god, if this song didn't exist, <laughs> I wouldn't exist. <laughs> I know. I mean, that was Mike with uh, that Bon Jovi song, "Living on a Prayer." <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible to put those pieces together, but nothing, <laughs> nothing created more babies than the song I'm going to pick. That's oh, sure. <laughs> I can't wait, Thomas. Because I can see the strings a little bit, I'd love to get more detail of how you started at this and ended at Sleep Tokens. <laughs> Sleep Tokens, uh, uh, you know, greatest album that's ever been made by a human being. It's like, pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I like. Tell me more, and then I can give you, I can give you a definitive answer of whether or not your your childhood holds up today. <laughs> and we need to see a pick. I mean whenever he was introducing himself to this song obviously it wasn't yeah. when he was you know a, a, an infant but uh i would imagine around like age 10 to, to 12 yeah when his parents yeah. more information is needed album. we need to know what age you were we need to know if your parents conceived you at this song <laughs> <laughs> we need to know uh, we need to see a picture of you you can you don't you can you don't have to obviously but you know if, if, if we need to know a picture of you at the age you were when you listened to this song for the first time right so uh right. so pending the thomas's answer is pending okay so adam Mike, that you leads to... us to the hardcore cringe for you my friend okay i'm, I'm just gonna post this do you want me to post it in discord or here on the yes can you give me yard? the link in our discord it's discord I or i guess stream yard anywhere is fine and i will just tell you a story mike yes while i'm getting the link ready please beautiful tell me a story. story okay so yes um okay so uh how do i put it 1989 ish my parents my 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 mom and my then stepmom her name was pam i've told many stories of pam mm -hmm. pam and i had a terrible terrible nine years with each other between 1986 and 1994 um, but somewhere in 1989 her and my mom went to see the biggest musical in the world at the time andrew lloyd weber's phantom of the opera holy Mike, shit andrew lloyd weber's phantom of the opera now you weren't really conscious during the late 80s to know how how like popular this stage production was the phenomenon and, it, and in turn the the original soundtrack was but my parents bought that soundtrack after going to see the play uh -huh. and it became like one of the only things during that nine years that the three of us kind of bonded over wow. so so they 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 would i mean they would blast it on our on our giant you know boomer parents cd player speakers yeah. hi-fi stereo yeah big fucking three foot speakers two of them on top of like an antique armoire and yeah. it was, you know, I want to say, like, 
I, I want to say when we were, when I was still going to your, your your parents' house, like was it still in there in like the sitting room? Oh my god, it might have been. It might have yeah. been. It used to have I, like I our TV. It, it had our TV in it, and then underneath was the six disc changer, which was like the biggest thing at the time too. Like nobody had like a six disc yeah. CD changer, but boy did we, and boy did we always make sure that that Phantom of the Opera soundtrack was <laughs> was in that mix, and to the point yeah, where was, they. They, it was they technically recorded. a five disc changer because <laughs> Phantom of the Opera never comes out. <laughs> yes, and they would and they recorded it from the CD onto a cassette tape so we could listen to it in the car. You oh know, this shit! Was, this was before we got the the six disc CD changer in the car, and that like blew my mind because you'd be listening to it in the car uh, on the cassette, and then it would like be playing and playing and playing, and then it would just stop because like you had to turn yeah. it over side B, and you know, and it was like you'd miss like a good minute and a half of of the soundtrack doing it that way so you know but but then we got the cd changer in the car and it was just like beautiful now but i would say at least once a week if not more they would turn up the volume on that on that sound system and play this song and it became like part of my life and like i said it was one of like i was racking my brain thinking about like okay like this might have been one of the only few times that that this family was like in the loop together like this family was bonding talking about phantom of the opera to the point wow. that for my 10th birthday in 1990 not only did i get a game boy for my 10th birthday but Hell i yeah. was also gifted tickets to the la production of phantom of the opera dude that is a that is and some you, high budge fucking gift dude and like to the point where like like they 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 took a piece of paper and wrote out a letter from the phantom saying dear Alex, oh, you are cordially invited to blah 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 show on blah 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 day and like they 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 put it in the fire and then like you know, put the fire out so it looked like the the paper had been burned. Oh, cool. and it was like the most coolest thing. So I'm just like, wow, this was an amazing memory that I have from this really not so fun period of my life, and it was all kind of like encapsulated in this like one or two year period where the soundtrack became like my world to the point where like they bought books on on the stage production. I had all the lyrics to the entire play like in these books and i would i would sit and listen to the soundtrack in our living room just reading the lyrics and absorbing oh the music and again i'm i'm nine ten years old i have no idea what music is out there besides you know whatever little hip-hop r&b stuff that uh mm-hmm. power 106 was was feeding me at the time um so and i don't even think i had discovered you know mc hammer yet yeah. <laughs> so this was my entire world but as soon as you turn on this song and you hear the grandiosity of what Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera title track that we're going to play right here, the, the, okay. the, the epic climax moment of the first act. Um, so this is performed by Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman. These are correct. like the stage performers on, on the actual like Broadway version. Yes, they were the okay. original ones. Apparently the show started in 1986. By the time I saw the show in 1990, uh, the main characters had been replaced by new actors, which was mm-hmm. sad because we had heard this version so much. Um, but just imagine you're like sitting in, 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 in your living room, um, giant speakers turned up to 10 and uh you know and 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 this was this was what you were uh listening to all right well let's get down into it then in three two 
one. All right, so this is uh, some John Steinman stuff right now. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim, I'm sorry, Jim Steinman. This is the new Creeper album. So imagine this gigantic orbiter being blasted into your house. Shit. Once a week at least for like at least a year and a half. And then we'd get in the car and we would listen to the soundtrack oh over my God. and over again. And the, the soundtrack is epic. Don't get me wrong as well. But this was like the, the ultimate um, peak of, of act one when the phantom has stolen Christine from from her bedroom through a mirror and taken mm. her down into the labyrinth Catacombs. underneath underneath the upper house that uh, he lives in and they're like you know floating on the river and this this is so epic oh but to the God. point where you're like okay I, I got this like this this became instilled in my soul and then 1994 comes along and I'm listening to bad out of hell too like hmm, i wonder why i like this so much <laughs> <laughs> all the pieces are in place dude and like some could say yeah like the like i'm sure like the crescendos are, and stuff are coming in a bit but like what's your relationship to the phantom of the opera like not franchise but like the ip like did like do you like did you like seek out like the hugh jackman version when that came out Oh, I was way beyond it by 2006 or so when okay. Andy Rossum was a yeah, out there. But I, I did see that, and I was, you know, like this was cool. But oh, you're right; that wasn't Hugh Jackman. That was Gerard Butler. You're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, like, I, and it was great to relive it at that point, um, and not even knowing who Emmy Rossum was, being like, "Who's this incredibly attractive woman playing yeah. Christine? This is amazing." Yeah, but Check like out the, all. Check out, check out Sh Shameless in a few years to see a little right. bit more of Emmy, Emmy Rossum. So you can hear where all of my musical influences come from here. The darkness, the grandiosity. Yeah. Like there's there's like AFI elements that I could pinpoint. Oh, yeah, into, the gothic nature of it too. <laughs> like it's it's slightly dark and, and like the, right. there's a really like, like goth boy atmosphere underlining this. It was so goth boy. And, you know, Phantom of the Opera was, was like the original emo to me. It was like, oh my God, he's so fucking deep, dude. Yeah. All he wants is love. And he's so hideous, just yeah. like me. And like, I was, <laughs> there was a lot that I could identify with at the time. <laughs> and just like we would come to learn, like, you know, a lot of emo boys or and, and emo band members really shitty to women. So <laughs> this was, this was the, the building I mean, block of that. By the end, I mean, he only forces her to stay with him, or or else. I mean, but but really, he was he was a hurt soul. You know, he was he was doing it just because other people made him this way. Hurt people, <laughs> hurt people. That fucking synth, baby. This would slot right into like a Meatloaf album. I can I can imagine Meatloaf singing all of the male vocals here. And you got your you know, just opera singing. I was just like, I, I, I wasn't into other opera, but I always felt maybe I could be. But then mm -hmm. I realized many years later that Andrew Lloyd Webber wasn't writing an opera, but mm -hmm. he, but it just kind of worked so well. Um, and yeah, hearing the music so much before actually seeing the performance 
you know, you create your own visuals. Yeah. And then to see it all put together on, you know, after my 10th birthday, I was just like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. How was the, how was the performance at the Hollywood Bowl you said it was? Uh, it was somewhere in LA, not the Hollywood Bowl. It was. Okay. Oh. And then we end on a fucking high note. Wow. I got chills. I know. So. It's it's fucking it, dark, dude. It's so dark of a of a movie, M- music, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Performance. Did that was that kind of like the, the the peak of your you and your family's like fandom. Like you you guys actually going to see it in L.A. I think so because I remember like that was the one of the few days that I I didn't have this underlying sense of dread <laughs> that something <laughs> bad was going to happen. Oh no! And that was like majority of those nine years. Um, so you know, like, like it, it, it was all good when this, good. when, when these songs were being played. So um, yeah, I was really, really trying to think of something else that like catapulted me into like, oh man, I listened to that song and it was like, I said, I'm gonna go learn how to play drums, but there, I, there just wasn't anything like that. Oh, so wow. Um, so this got you into, or this made you f- think of music outside of something passive. And then yes. you would discover music later that made you want to create music yourself. Right. And then if yeah. you look at like all of the, what, what turned into the nineties music that influenced me, um, you know, and, and all of that. And obviously even till today, anything mm-hmm. dark that is grandiose is that's fucking sleep token right there. Like it just, yeah. it just taps back into that perfect world of listening to, to that, to that soundtrack. So I yeah. think that's why it's it's so good so does my childhood stand up i mean mike you're the you're the ultimate um that's critic true. here i'm the i'm <laughs> the expert in this in this well let's see we got we have theatricality we have dark vibes dual vocals dual adam vocals, loves male dual female vocals. yeah i've always male, wanted female, to go dual, back dual vocals exactly right <laughs> we've got like we've got like arena rock like atmospheric mm-hmm. shit there's like some Goth real boy vibes. There's some real sounding drums in there too. Yeah. I can imagine like seeing that in a live setting too. Dude, fucking chills. Exactly. What else do we got here? We got we got incel guys being shitty to women. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me. That's, <laughs> that's prevalent in all of the music that we listen to. I guess Adam, that's right. Your childhood holds up. Woo! Okay. <laughs> and I and I I do think. If if you enjoy all those themes, you know you might actually enjoy that soundtrack if you haven't already heard it. I don't know if Mike, mm-hmm. you've even heard very much from it at all, just because I know it's been played here and there and was super popular in the late '80s. Um, but have you listened to any of that or heard any Andrew Lloyd Webber? Because I I only know yeah. some greatest hits, other stuff that my my parents would play on CD. Yeah, so I've never been like a big musical person neither has my family like other than mm-hmm. like disney films right. so um uh, i mean the lion king is the closest thing that i can think of so when the okay. lion king came out um my my dad bought the cassette tape of the soundtrack and the score so it was like mm-hmm. a it was part soundtrack part score and we would play that in the car and like you know in- incredible right so right. Like, I, I grew to right. love that but never like stage plays so we never like that wasn't something that my my parents were ever into, so we okay. never crossed over to me. Um, okay. So even so much so that when the Gerard Butler Emmy Rossum version came out, 
Was that a movie, by the way? Or yes. Was that a... Yeah, it was. Okay. A, it was a movie. Mini Driver was in it as well, and I mean, it's 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 pretty spot on with the play, you know, yeah. musically and and the uh, dialogue in between the songs. Yeah. So, so I like, I, like it. listening to you with your stories about there, I want to go and watch that. Like, is that mm. does that version hold up? Do you think? Man, I mean, I guess it does as much as any other play to movie can hold up i mean i've mm-hmm. i was always just about the music and i always really enjoyed the music so and yeah. you know emmy rossum is incredible to to watch yeah. and she can sing like crazy in there too yeah, um, she's a triple threat that that gal i know so um yeah I, I but what prompted me to even remember this was that my daughter randomly turns on the the horrific frightening cats movie last weekend just on a whim because we just like we're watching it and like the, the the trailer started playing and i was like well that's interesting we should never watch that and she just hit play and all of a sudden there i am i'm like sucked back into an andrew lloyd weber production like i'm 10 okay. years old again and i was i had never seen cats before i'd heard like two songs from that play on one of those greatest hits albums yeah and so like to see to see her like like actually kind of enjoy it even though again like that movie bombed terribly it's like it's horrific to watch but it's also like mesmerizing where you can't look away because there's so much going on like a train wreck. you know yeah yeah exactly and then like you know like if you're just like watching to see how the cgi is kind of making this work and you know uh, and it, it's just a, a non it's just a non-linear story every there's just oh, some fucking cats yeah. 1500 songs about a different cat and a different yeah. character and i'd say none of the songs were as memorable as the phantom of the opera songs but i was gotcha. still surprised and then like the random cameos that are in there freaking idris elba is in there taylor, Ian swift, in there taylor swift like that song i think was the best one yeah but like and her whole performance was really cool um but other than that I was, and then i was just like sucked back into all these memories and and telling don or telling uh, what's her name nora that uh you know this guy's done a lot of other uh musicals and you can always like listen to these soundtracks on spotify if you want to like they can mm-hmm. be really fun to listen to you know <laughs> yeah oh so i'm i'm looking at andrew lloyd weber's uh, body of work here on, on 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 wikipedia so cats thank you for reminding me like so i've seen an off-broadway performance of cats because oh, uh, my ex-wife uh got a job doing the makeup for the uh, for that That's performance in rancho cucamonga so she got me and my daughter in for free and i remember just being like what the fuck am I <laughs> yes <laughs> this is the most bizarre fucking shit i've ever right. seen there's no story it's no. just weird furries dancing and singing mm. about how they love being cats yes uh, so, so yeah phantom so just, of the opera i've never seen so i've never actually seen like the play or the mm-hmm. gerard butler movie so that's yeah. something i feel like i want to go back and see especially sh- you sharing your story and i see that he yeah. did school of rock the school of the rock stage 2015, production yeah stage production of it interesting okay yeah i didn't know about that so um i was more familiar with the older things like the jesus christ superstars and the starlight express i remember yeah. seeing that in vegas in the wow. 90s or something like that it was just, everybody's on roller skates and it's just like this is weird but trippy at the same time <laughs> that was the 80s baby roller skates <laughs> so um yeah i i could sing you all those songs if i if i had the chance wow uh, it, it it did it did procure a 
interesting part of my psyche. <laughs> so <laughs> to find out later, journey, dude. like I always thought like, oh, this was like the definitive, like Andrew Lloyd Webber came up with this story. And this was like the first thing people knew about that. I was like, oh no, it was like a book and a movie and had been a character for like fucking a hundred years at that point. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so he just like made up his own musical around that. Like, okay, I, I get it now, but mm-hmm. it, it had so much more weight when I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and my only exposure to the story, the only reason I know the story, even, even though I haven't seen the musical or the movie was that we read the book in lit class in, in mm. high school. So, um, and I remember like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And like, it was, it was kind of predictable, but like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I guess, you know, <laughs> seeing it in it's like grand vision is probably mm-hmm. the, uh, the best way to absorb right. it. Right. Yeah, so so I'm I'm completely biased when it comes to the movie. I can't be like, oh yeah, watch the movie, Mike. You're gonna love it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't think that will be the case. But yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure, given the choice, if you could have me see the 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 Hollywood production in the year 1990, then yeah, I'll go do that. You know, but oh, right, right. The stage. <laughs> I think the closest version. way, the closest thing I could do is you know see the Gerard Butler version. Right. Yeah. So that's okay. So yes, my childhood holds up, and I'm 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 thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, that in mind, when's the next Creeper album? <laughs> man, I hope 2025, soon. 2025, maybe. I hope soon. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of albums, Adam, what have you been listening to this past week? Good Lord. I listened to other creepy guys. I like creepy pa- guys. Palais Royale. <laughs> Are you there? Oh. Ooh. oh nice. Did dude. I lose you? Okay, sorry, sorry, you cut out there for a second. Palais Royale, Have uh, you heard a little it? bit, but we're good now. <laughs> okay, so yes, uh, I, I, I've dabbled. Apparently, they released a EP in December that I did not know about, and yeah, then they re- and then they released January twelfth the new EP. So, um, no, I, I, I listened to those two EPs. They were brief. Um, they were pretty good. You know, I, I think the the sex tape EP from December was a better collection of songs. There is a track on there called "Dead to Me" that would have probably been in contention for my top twelve. That is a really oh, shit, really good song. Um, so so were, yeah, was the EP from December like a collection of singles that they've been um, releasing? I don't think so. It's just called "Sex Tape EP." I don't think they had any. I, I wasn't keeping up with if they had released this, any singles prior to that. Oh, yes, I'm um, wondering, like, why did this fly under our radar? And I know. you said it came out in December. That's yeah, like December we busy 4th. with our yeah. So it's probably because mm-hmm. we're busy with um, you know, end of the year stuff for the show, right? And it's it's five tracks, but one of them is closer by Nine Inch Nails, so you don't have to listen oh, to that. Nice. So, <laughs> so you know, it 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 breezes right by. Um, you know, the 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 sex tape EP is probably a little bit more like up tempo than the songs for sadness that came out in January. Thank you, Tom, for letting me know since I didn't even know about this, but it goes towards my points, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, 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 I gave it like a three out of four. For the points is points. EP. Yes. <laughs> um, and then songs for sadness came out January 4th or 12th or one of those. Um, and that's pretty good too. It's like a three out of five, um, but it's very, depressing and dark and there's like a good old buy a gun and shoot your dad song in there which you know that's that's always fun we enjoy those <laughs> i can relate <laughs> but is it I think still you, kind of in that the uh, glam rock kind of uh it's pretty scale theatrical back. type of sound 
Okay. It's pretty scaled back. It's still, it's still, it's still pretty, it's them just doing more of like their, their softer kind of songs. So, okay. But like songs for sadness is more of like, he said, these are just my, my therapy session songs that I want mm-hmm. you guys to hear. So like, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's worth the listen. They're both like 15 minutes each. So not too bad. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you got a like, full I album's worth of music there. Them. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Cause I, you know, haven't really been listening to a lot of new stuff myself. Right. Now I figure we can save our discussion of an artist for next week when we do our greatest song in the world. Yeah, we can do or that. Or do you? Okay, because I I can save my my review of that band for that time. Yeah, because so you're still not... listening to like the the newer stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we can do that. So that was the only other thing I was listening to because we're getting ready for being as an ocean baby. <laughs> yeah, that one's coming out uh, pretty soon. It's next On week, Friday. Uh, I mean, another yeah, another big release, another hey, a bigish release for the year. One of the first big releases of the year. And uh, so far, I've only been listening to like I finished up my uh, listen my listen through of that Casey album, and I felt like okay, I I I, I don't feel like it got much better um, as far as like my first impression of it. Uh, so I just kind of set that aside. Uh, now listening to the new album from Ghost Atlas. Uh, yes, and uh, me too. Uh, this was something that I forgot. Like this was the lead, the clean vocalist of um, of Era. Era. Uh, and this is Jesse the album. Cash. Yeah, thank you. This is Dust of the Human Shape. Uh, you know, flew under my radar. I didn't know this was coming out, but this was you know a reminder from our listeners that this was coming out. Uh, what's your first impression of of, of this album, Matt? Man, Adam? my first impression, especially after not listening to Ghost Atlas since 2017, and you know, re re-listening to the old album and be like, Oh, there's some, there's some good stuff on here. It's, it's cool. My first reaction is that this album sounds no different than 2017 mm. and seven years. There's, there should be something that sounds different. I feel. Yeah. So uh, there's um, been a couple of era albums in between that time too. So you would, you would, you would think that like there's some sort of like evolution in the musicianship, especially if you're taking it to your side project or your solo project. And, um, I so did not go back and listen to the first album, but I just kind of jumped right into this because our friends in Discord were like hyping this up one that hyping this one up a lot. And I guess, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a big fan of Cove Reber and his Seosin days, like this would slot right into your music taste. And um like while I like yes. Cove Reber's Seosin albums, like I don't have the same reverence for them like our friends do. So maybe it does sound that's what very... the disconnect for this album is for me very 2006 Seosin. Yeah. And I'm, and, and it's yeah. like right there where it's like, okay, is this boring or is this brilliant? I'm right on that edge right now. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminded me a lot of the, the 2009 Seosin album, uh, Cove's mm. second album with that band mm-hmm. and how that kind of like, for me, it missed the mark because it, it, it wasn't like as big and grandiose and like the choruses weren't as big and catchy uh, and the production definitely wasn't there. Uh, so just a couple of listens into this album. So I'm hoping it will, it will, um, it will suit me a little bit better as the, as the week goes. But like at the moment, I'm having trouble connecting with it. Um, but our friends right. seem to think it's a, I know. it's a, it's a, it's a great album. So he's got a great your voice. mileage may vary. He does he's got a great voice and the instrumentation seems to all be there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it to kind of click and it yeah. might with a couple more listens here. 
yeah um, that, that's that's what i'm hoping for as well so yeah we got being in the ocean uh coming out this friday uh and for the next episode you know that and we're down again with, down again down again yes yeah. a band yeah. that we were introduced to because a um uh an a and r guy like reached out to the show and sent us like uh you know their demos and and stuff like that so we you know we were introduced to that band's like first album great stuff and it seems to be a runaway hit with our listeners as well of uh, their follow-up album is coming out this friday as well and it is a uh you know not talk about to not talk about this too much but it is a it is also a tribute to one of the members of the band who actually recently passed away um Dag so, Nabbit. yeah Dag Nabbit indeed everybody so, keep passing away <sighs> yeah can you guys knock that off because i know appreciate it if you didn't do that but I need to go back and re-listen to some Down Again because it's been three years since uh, the EP and album yeah. graced us. And I remember liking it. And there is a... F are there female vocals in this as well? I think there is. Uh, in this upcoming album? Or the, the previous album did have like female vocals as like a feature. Yeah. Okay. Because I know that there is a yeah. lady in the band. I just... You know, if, if, you, if you throw in some back and forth singing to each other, I'm in. We'll talk more about that yeah. next week. We've already we we cracked the we, in this episode we cracked the code of where that comes from. So fans, <laughs> if you want to end up on Adam's top ten list, just invite a lady to come feature in your in in your in your band. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we 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 talked about it just briefly, but next week we are we are bringing back after a few months hiatus because of the end of the year stuff, the greatest song in the world. Adam, you've got a theme going on for your uh, songs you want to bring for 2024. I've kind of decided, you know, Mike Mike said that it would be a good idea to stay positive with the year. Um, so, yeah, the main thing to stay positive is like, well, you listen to music. So there you go. <laughs> what else can I do besides bring up positive music? But the flip side, it's going to be disguised as a really sad song. So Hell I yeah, will, baby. This is That's a challenge for it. me between you know February and November of this year, barring any other hiatus that we take. Um, Knock on wood. <laughs> hopefully not. But um, if I can find ten songs that do this, but they're I, but they need to be songs that I like as well. I can't just be like, oh, here's one, but I never really liked this song. Like, yeah, it has to be something course. that I've been like like connected to. So um, I, I at least have point two of this is in the greatest mind. song in the world. Correct. And I at least have two in mind. Um, so we'll see where I where I am come April. But <laughs> yeah, we can hope we can hope it all goes good. Unfortunately, my yeah, artist we... for next week, he, they, them, he, she, it, they, them um, does a lot of those kind of songs. But I can't just fall back on one artist repeatedly. Right. Right. Yeah. And we definitely don't want to like have to. I think the worst thing for this segment for us, Adam, is that the, if we have to ever hit the break the emergency Brian Fallon glass? And we're like, okay, we have to start bringing Ooh. in Gaslight and Brian Fallon stuff because we, we, we are, we are tapped out. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I guess I could, if I dig deep enough, I could find the positive one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of like the solo stuff but it is positive and, and some of it is, is disguised less as, by sad songs. But uh, yeah, so. let this be an I'm open not saying, invitation. I'm not I'm not saying you or the listeners have to do this at all. This is just me. No. Yeah. So yeah, Mike's going to keep it the, like, like, like 
I don't know. Mike's keeping it pretty epic for his track next week. But um, oh yeah, I, and and I'm excited because I don't. It's not something that like I talk. It's not a song that I talk about a lot, so I'm excited to share it right. with folks. Uh, so yeah, excited about the story. I'm excited to see because you've dived into this artist's uh, discography, and I haven't. So I, right. I, I, I'd love I'd love to have that conversation with uh, with with you on next week. But let this be an open invitation to the listeners. We are bringing back the greatest song in the world. This is always a fun stuff. This is always a fun segment to share with our listeners as well. So we always get you know some of our, a few of our listeners consistently send in songs. But if you would like to participate, uh, we have links to our Discord and our uh, email down in the description of this episode. Uh, so how it usually works. Send in your submission of a song that you are very passionate about. Doesn't matter if it's like a, an emotional song or something that you connect with or just a song you think is a fucking banger of a bop. Uh, just send it to us and just yeah, and we'd, we'd appreciate like a brief description or a long description. I don't care uh, of why you think that song is the greatest song in the world. Hyperbolic, of course, but why you why you love that <laughs> song so much. OK, it might get real for me next time, but that's OK. It's one of those Hell things yeah. where you're like with my song. It's like, it's so positive that it makes me like cry, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's a weird thing. I don't, I don't have that come up very often. So, um, yeah, that's just, it's very rare. Cause we, we're, we're constantly crying because of sad songs and songs that remind us of our sad goddamn lives, but the, yes. to, to cry because of a happy song, like that's a, that's a special, that's a special connection, but it's also so sad of a song. So it's like, I don't even, <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah, it, it, so I guess I'll just talk about it more next week. But yeah. I'm, I'm confused by my own choices here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining. And thank you to Dave, Daniel, and Thomas for submitting uh, so for submitting like those formative songs of your youth and letting us tease you a little bit so you know it's all in good fun of course um, but uh, we hope you guys well I'll, I'll put links to all those music videos in the description as well so you guys can check it out but uh, for my co-host Adam I'm your co-host Mike and like we're saying every time we're just making fun of the little wiener that you were as a little kid <laughs> um, don't look at my wiener please <laughs> don't look at my little kid wiener <laughs> Those, those are memories I want to keep like stored away forever. I'm not going to share yeah. those for him with anyone. Yeah. Mike's always going with his like, oh, what you got here? What you got here? What's, what's, so, what's this? <laughs> <laughs>